WTRJ, Orange Park, Jacksonville. WAYL, St. Augustine. WATY, Folkston, Georgia. Online at ilovethetruth.com. This is Roger with The Truth Radio, and we're sending Bibles to the world. Here's Michael with the Bible League. Roger, I'm coming to you and your wonderful listeners today with a very urgent Christmas message, remembering John 1, where John writes, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and yet in the regions of Asia, Africa, the Middle East, and Latin America, would you know that as many as 9 of 10 new believers, members of our spiritual family, our brothers and sisters, they've never read that passage for themselves because they do not own a Bible? Everyone wants to read the Bible, but many of them will be sharing the, a single Bible. All of us at Bible, we're so excited. You have blessed 900 Bibleist believers. We've set a goal to bless 1,200. We've got 300 to go. You know what $5 a Bible? If we saw 15 of you right now make a gift of 20 Bibles each, that's $100. We'll be at goal and we'll get these Bibles on their way this Christmas. $5 sends a Bible, 100 cents 20. Call 800-YES-WORD, 800-Y-E-S-W-O-R-D, or click the Bible League banner at I love the truth.com. Sequence time. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running. Commit liftoff. Good afternoon and welcome to SWAT Radio. It is Doug McCary of His Life Ministries. It is Thursday. My wife gives me grief when I say Thursday. I'm from Mississippi and I just say Thursday. <laughs> anyway, uh, it is Thursday, December 14th, and uh, I am uh, in the studio joined today um but my friend steve biondo steve is the executive director right or, I, we or, just go or, with president president buddy. less yeah. words less I, words. i got you president <laughs> of the tim tebow foundation he's no stranger he's been on here before but a lot's been going on since he was on last time yeah and uh steve welcome back to swat radio good to see you my brother i'm glad to have you here and um you know when i i, I remember last time we talked uh, you you were you know, looking forward to what you were going to do uh, and not really sure of all the things. You you came from, a, if I remember right, a background at Publix, right? It, it, uh, it, it uh, was a yeah, Spartan Nash, but it was that whole... Uh, it was that whole like a... Logistics, uh, grocery, retail that's background. That's right. You were right, in a yeah, retail yeah. grocery yeah, background. Yeah, you got it. And got uh, it. then uh, you came on to the Tim Tebow Foundation and look now, 2023, <laughs> and you guys are impacting things all over the world not yeah. just in the area of um of special needs but mm-hmm. way beyond that now and um yeah. you know by god's it, grace it, it, it's like uh you you know and my wife has a verse that says to him who is able to do immeasurably more mm-hmm. than you can ask for right yeah. i mean like he always just blows us away are you blown away at what god's been doing over the last couple of years yeah we are blown away um he has done more than we could ever ask or imagine. Um, TTF um, has been in my life now for the last uh, almost six years. Mm-hmm. And what I have seen God do has stunned me. Um, and I, I look forward to every day because mm-hmm. every day we get to see miracles. Mm-hmm. Miracles of healing, miracles of rescue, miracles of safety, uh, miracles of children going from orphan to son or daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, we get to see cures, right? Like club foot taken away, curable um, <clears throat> orthopedic problems for children around the world no longer existing. Kids going back into their community who were previously 
as they entered the hospital, they were a part of the Hindu faith or maybe even the, uh, the faith of Islam. But in that week that they've been in the hospital, they found Jesus because the staff testifies to them and they go back into their communities and they share the good news of Jesus Christ. Yeah, talk a little bit about that. You know, when a lot of people hear about the Tim Tebow Foundation, mm -hmm. obviously they know Tim from football yeah. and they know of his heart for uh, uh, kids with Down syndrome and the special needs community. Mm -hmm. But what you're talking about is even beyond that. Yeah. I mean, like, it, 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 talk a little bit about that element yeah. of the hospitals and, yeah. and the care. What's going on in that realm right now? You bet, well, the framing is actually um, we are going after the MVP. So you think about Tim Tebow, you know, MVP, most valuable player. That's not it at all. It's mm -hmm. the most vulnerable people. Um, and, uh, you know, we have really committed um, – through Tim's leadership and uh, through his example, that we are going to run after the most vulnerable people on the planet. We're going to bring faith, hope, and love to those needing a brighter day in their darkest hour of need. And we go into dark places. But the four areas where we focus the most are orphans and the foster care system all over the world, people with special needs, children with profound medical needs, and then anti-human trafficking. And the world of disability, it's a real focus for us right now. In fact, um, our campaign... Uh, at the end of this year, what we're sharing with our giving family is we want to build a brand new campus for people with special needs in um, Masaka, Uganda, with our ministry partner there. Wow. And in Guatemala, a whole school, phenomenal brand new school serving 250 families throughout the year who have children with special needs but have no support. There's no education. Oh, it's no so difficult in third world countries. Uh, uh, it's it's yeah. it's so beyond uh, even what we could imagine, mm -hmm. how tough it is. There's no, there's students. very few, I can't say no, but there are very few resources for families and people with special needs in countries beyond the United States and certainly third world nations, almost non-existent. So um, we are in you know many, many countries now serving people with special needs. We have care centers, we have training centers, we have schools, um, certainly our Night to Shine program, which is executed through local churches now this year in over 50 countries, is a big um, yeah, you keep, guys aren't doing it. The church, the church is really doing it. Doing We're it. equipping churches. We're helping fund it. We right. give them a model. We give them operating standards. We give them a helper, you know, a coordinator who works with them. But the churches are stepping up in their villages, in their communities, in their cities, in their counties, and they're inviting families in. And then the big thing is that they are staying in that ministry and they are starting up their own special needs ministries so that they can serve those families day in and day out. And that church can be that place where these families who are often looked past, forgotten, a set aside, underserved, have now a community of belonging that is prepared and professionally equipped to serve families with special needs, whether the need is autism, Down syndrome, it could be physical or it could be neurological. Well, you know, it's interesting. I was sharing with you, you know, we have two daughters with Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. We have five adopted daughters from China <laughs> who, to me, any child that is adopted is a special needs child. Sure. And the reason is because of the trauma that is yeah. often associated with the abandonment mm -hmm. in whatever way. It doesn't matter if your parents are in jail, if your parents abandon you, there's a trauma and a wound inside that is deep that is hard for people that grow up with a nurturing mother and father or a, a family, a, what I would call a typical family life right. to, right. to grasp. But when you have kids that have like down syndrome just i'll speak from that because yeah. we have had yeah. that um a lot of times you're amazed at how people respond to those children mm -hmm. as if they are contagious almost yeah. or they they don't know how to respond mm -hmm. and the church should be the one area 
where people are taking the lead and showing people these children are valuable. These children, you know, deserve to be loved. Mm -hmm. Uh, Any, any, you know, and I say deserve, like none of us deserve the air we breathe, but in the sense of, you know, they are, I've learned more from my kids with Down syndrome than I have just about from anybody and how to praise and worship uninhibited. Mm-hmm. You know, you see that, and I'm sure the you joy, see the that. The joy of just the Lord the joy, day by day, The quickness by to forgive and yeah. forget, like, yeah. you know, you, in yeah. one minute you can make them really upset about something, mm-hmm. but in two seconds they've forgotten about it and they're just ready to move on. Yeah. We can learn so much from them. And they're just precious, precious image bearers. And we can never um, look away, look back, look around, forget those that God put such a priority on. You think about the ministry of Jesus. Over 60% of his miracles that are recorded in the New Testament were people who had an affliction, right? I mean, you know, special need. Um, He put a priority on them. And then all throughout Scripture, the Old Testament in particular, it's just we're always challenged to... Look after the oppressed, the afflicted, the forgotten. I love Isaiah 58, 10 says, if you set the desires of the afflicted free, I will be your rear guard Mm -hmm. and I will give you a a name amongst the nations of repairer of the broken walls and rebuilders of the street. You'll have this reputation of being somebody who is strong, who is capable and a defender. And so, you know, throughout all of God's word, the people of God are called to defend them, lift them up, look after them, make them a home, execute justice on their behalf become a father to them, you know, set aside a portion of your field for the orphan, the widow, the alien, leave on the vines, a portion for the orphan, the widow, and the alien. The standard of the people of God is looking after the most oppressed. And certainly the orphan and the widow and the alien were the ones that had the designation in the old Testament, but Jesus broadened that so that we look after all those who are afflicted and certainly people with special needs. And it's not just a third world problem. In America, we can do better. We can find another gear. We know statistically that only 10% of our churches have a real professional thought through strategy to serve families with special needs. There's 90% opportunity, right? Every church should be that welcoming place, that hospital that is caring for these families. Yeah, and as a family who has it, it's not to put them off to the side. Mm -mm. It's not just to put some things in a room and say, hey, we're just going to contain them. You know, my daughter, Abby, she's 18. She's nonverbal. But she understands. You can talk to her, and she comprehends what you're saying. Mm-hmm. These children are capable of of understanding. Yep. It's just that their brains operate a little slower at picking something up. Mm-hmm. But sometimes people talk about them in front of them like they don't know what right, they're saying. Right, right. It, I'm sure you we all see, see that, we too. We see it all. Yeah, but it's when we can change our thinking, right, us typical folks, when we can see them as God sees them. I would... I was struck the other day, just in a personal devotion, how, you know, you hear people say, I want to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And, and I love that. That's That's got some real power to it. But it hit me that we need to be the eyes of Jesus and the ears of Jesus as well. Mm-hmm. So we need to see people as Jesus sees them. Mm-hmm. Image bearers, precious. You know, they can worship. They can celebrate. They can make decisions. They're creative. It's beyond how they look or their utility. That's not what image bearers about. I mean, mm-hmm. God makes no mistakes. So we need to see people the way Jesus sees them. Now we need to listen as well. I mean, we need to hear and be sensitive to all the cues that come in from around us and hear things and hear people and hear pain and hear anguish and hear hurt the way Jesus heard it and then respond. So uh, it just hit me the other day that people with special needs, they train us up to be like, to be like (laughs) Jesus. They do. So, you know, however we think about it, right. 
we need them. God designed them. He is sovereign and good, and he gave us them. I mean, you are front lines. You get it. You are special. You're a hero. You are that. Well, I, you know, I, I, well it's after. just what God has called us to, but it's, I've learned so much mm-hmm. from them. Mm-hmm. And it's like you were saying, but you know, it, it, people, there's maybe people listening who don't even realize that there's a lot of people that want to terminate a life. They are doing just, it. Yeah, Nations. Just, yeah, yeah, just because mm-hmm. this child has Down syndrome. Mm. And so they're some of the most beautiful children. Like every morning, I take my girls to um, a van that takes them to the North Florida School for Special mm-hmm. Education, which mm-hmm. is a, a great facility. But that van is full of kids with special needs. Mm-hmm. I have the best time every morning. They are the happiest people. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you want to... Uh, get your day bright and go volunteer get volunteer yeah. uh, uh you know go help a, a night to shine they're always looking for february, volunteers. yeah february 9th churches all over the united states uh, be over 700 churches 50 countries and uh you just go onto our website timtebowfoundation.org and you can find a church nearby uh, in every state every state we will have night to shine um Real quick, uh, we got about two minutes to our first break. Sure. Rising Light Ridge. Oh, baby. Tell us what that is real <laughs> so quick. So Rising Light Ridge is a massive campus or community of belonging that we are building. It's a ministry center up in the Poconos Mountains, so in okay. Pennsylvania. And it is going to be this complete, 100% accessible, all-inclusive outdoor adventure environment where typical kids and kids with special needs will be in year-round programming together. I mean, kids will come for a week at a time or long weekends or special events, but it's typical kids and kids with special needs, um, both neurologically and physically, coming together for that week of adventure um, right. in a beautiful environment. It's got waterfalls, lakes, rivers, you know, 2,000 feet of elevation. But we want to change the narrative so that typical kids can be hanging out with kids with special needs. Everything that a typical kid can do, a kid at that week of camp um, or in their programming will be able to do. Ride horses, kayak, fish. High ropes, but they do ropes. it together, right? They do it together. See that that together, and, so and, key. And, and I want to I want to drill down into that a little bit yeah. when we come back, because that philosophy is what I'd really like to see at the church. Yeah. Because again, doing it together, seeing that special needs kid not as somebody this different that I just need to make sure they don't make a noise or something while the mm, teaching but embrace them and bring mm-hmm. them alongside yeah. so hey if you want to know more about uh rising light ridge how you can help with that uh or more about night to shine do, uh, i'm sure on the website does it give churches in the local area yeah or it does it, yeah you just go to our night to shine link on there and it'll tell you the churches in your state and then it'll you know, zoom you right into your okay go to timtebowfoundation.org that's t-i-m T-E-B-O-W foundation.org. We're going to be right back with uh, more of Steve Biondo and uh, hear from him, the president of the Tim Tebow Foundation. And uh, thank you again, Steve, for joining us today. And again, that website's timtebowfoundation.org. Stay tuned to SWAT Radio. We'll be right back with more of Steve and the Tim Tebow Foundation after the break. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, 
then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, on the air in Waycross at 91.3. Said the night went to the little land. Do you see what I see? Way up in the sky. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Sorry, we came in. Uh, Jonathan is filling in today on the the production board, and uh, usually we get to listen to the music. We can sing along. Nobody hears us. <laughs> And so, Were they hearing us? Yeah, they hear. Anytime the red light's on, we're on. Uh, that's all right. <laughs> Jonathan, thank you for filling in, and thank you for all you do here at the Salem Center and with the truth. Um, hey, I was just looking at your website. Jake McIntyre, Director of Development. <laughs> yeah. I hooked him up with somebody out in Texas. He told me he was working in this development job. I didn't know it was with you yeah, guys. That's he, the guy who made the movie with him, right? He made yeah. Run the Race. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. I know Jake. He wrote it. He I didn't helped. even know that, Jake man. is a dear brother. I'll see him tomorrow. Actually, he and I are meeting up in Atlanta are to, to do a little work on Rising Light Ridge with some beautiful people up in Atlanta. Is he still doing any movie stuff at all? He's, do, he's doing some writing right now. Yeah, we, he has actually got another script that we're praying over. He's doing the work, and uh, we'll see what happens. Well, tell I Tell him also, I got an idea. You yeah. know, everybody goes to book writers. <laughs> everybody stuff, wants I, to write a book or write a script. I, yeah, right? I got yeah. I got an idea. Yeah. Anyway, no, I just I saw him on. I love Jake. He's a great guy. Yeah, I think he's he really a, he's a good addition for you guys. Yeah. Um, again, the the website is timtebowfoundation.org. You know, I I said I wanted to drill down a little bit. One of the things that I've noticed at some churches that do it well with kids that have special needs is they have what they call shadows are people that just stay with them, but they, they don't treat them like they're babysitting. Mm. They're treat them like a friend. They're buddies. It's a buddy program. It's a buddy program. And it's the right way to heal. And, and right it is such oh. a, a different mentality than just, Oh, I got to take care of this person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think what you were alluding to before the break is this should be our attitude toward the vulnerable, right? Toward, mm-hmm. cause they are the, the they're, a lot of people don't realize that that special needs kids are much higher risk for sexual abuse and and physical abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, it's terrible because they're so trusting, so uninhibited, and they can't report necessarily. Yeah, and, and yeah. a lot of them are right. nonverbal. At right. least I, I, right. Abby's pretty nonverbal. Mm-hmm. Abby can't even tell us if she's hurting in her throat. She uh-huh. just points, yeah. and we know she's crying, so we know something's wrong. Mm-hmm. But they're they're very vulnerable and i want to go back to what you said about how the eyes of jesus 
this week we were teaching on the leper and how this guy was the most alienated, isolated guy. And nobody brought him to Jesus, but he came to Jesus. And it says Jesus was moved with deep pity Mm -hmm. because he Mm -hmm. saw him. And the word there is almost agitated, uh, not at the man, Mm -hmm. but the condition. And one of the applications for us, Steve, was that when we see people like that, what happens in our heart? If it's not moved with compassion, then we need to look in a mirror and say, why? Mm-hmm. Why when I see, and I know you see it in other countries and you you guys are dealing with whether uh, it's third world orphans, third world special needs, uh, the trafficking of kids, those mm-hmm. things should make us weep. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, like what you're seeing in the trafficking thing. And um, I don't know how deep y'all want to go into that, but it, it's it's awful the way it people is. are abusing children in our world today. Yeah. Did you ever did, did you ever think about that growing up at all? I never no, I even no. considered that an issue. No, we didn't. We didn't know. Um, you know we lived in relative innocence, um, you know, in the 70s and 80s. Um, you know, and then we began to just see as we, you know, you get perspective, you get outside your neighborhood, you get outside the United States. Uh, you began to see real differences. You began to see what just, yeah, I can't, I know, you know, you just, because, people can't because, even imagine, can no, they? but because of poverty, because of, um, you know, a, a movement away from morality, a movement away from Jesus, yeah, you know, the evil one moves in and he takes over policy, takes over governments and corruption and corruption creates in a lot of these third world countries and every man for themselves, every person for themselves kind of mentality. So selfishness and self survival begin to be a dominant <clears throat> aspect of every culture. Mm-hmm. And then of course the oppressed, the weak, they're forgotten. They're mm-hmm. forgotten. And then ultimately some evildoers start to take advantage of the oppressed and the weak for their own selfishness. So, always destruction of a life or hurt of a life or manipulation or mutilation or abuse of a life comes from seeing that individual as something different than the way God sees them, not an image bearer, but an object mm-hmm. for somebody else's satisfaction. Sometimes there's just real pain um, where a mom has to make a terrible choice. I got four kids. I can't feed them all. And so she'll give one up in some way, shape or form. Stealth should never be an option, right? Stealth should never be an option, mm-hmm. but without morality, without a sense of, who God is and his sovereignty and his goodness and that he puts children's in home. People make different choices. So yeah, we began to see all that and it changed the whole trajectory of our lives. My life. You know, when I, you can, you can never look at children look the away. same. Well, well, you can't look at children the no, same anymore. Don't look at children the same. You can't look away. Um, you have to make conscious decisions on a daily basis to move what Jesus did. He closed the gap between himself and the person who was oppressed. He walked to them. He moved toward them. That's what we need to do. We need to move toward them, move into a relationship with them. And and we can't do it all. Jesus didn't heal everybody. But the church is a mechanism that can do a lot. Yeah. You know, so it is a, this we, idea of becoming an army, raising up an army, putting another team on the front line, and engaging all of the church and all of the churches all across this globe for the sake of the one more. That system works. That's what God's design is. Plan A, the church, everywhere. Yeah, going after the most oppressed. Yeah, and for and literally for men, and and I I, I want to, you know, I just want to I want to be clear for men out there who are struggling with pornography. Oh, we got to talk about it. Listen, 
you know, a lot of traffic people are in that industry. A lot of vulnerable people are taken advantage of. So by taking part in that, what you are doing, you're fueling it. Yeah, you're fueling it. Yeah. It's exactly right. Yeah, and I think it's just important for guys listening, and I'm going to put a challenge down to everybody. Three things. Number one, in the digital economy, we know that every click is a vote for something, yes. right? I can say, you know, right now, um, my stock portfolio needs more gold, right? Yeah. Social listening, this device will then begin to send me ads at some point. Ad, in time. On Facebook, you'll but, see them yeah, or social yeah. so, media, they'll so pop across. If, if anybody doesn't believe that your click on any soft or hard porn is a vote for porn, you are a fool. You are a fool and you don't understand technology. You don't understand exactly what's going on because you deny it. Mm -hmm. You won't look at it. So men, wake up. Anytime you click on your device on a soft on soft porn or hard porn, you are enabling a child somewhere in the world to be abused again because pornography thrives on new content. Yes. It thrives on new content. That's what the sick, these sick minds want. And this is a neurological disease. It's sin, but it's highly addictive. Most neurologists, a lot of brain surgeons, thinks that, think that and will prove through um, their own science that pornography is more addictive than heroin cocaine or crack yeah, yeah it is more they say addictive. it's more addictive yeah. because it ties hate, all of the emotions all of the chemicals and all the biology together in a powerful response right yeah and we want more and more of that because it's just all inclusive so well, well bundy you remember bundy yeah. the serial killer yeah. Yeah. Well, when he was interviewed and said that there's always a thirst for something greater yep more and deviant yeah, and yeah more extraordinary more yeah, extreme yeah you, because yeah. your brain what happens, it is a neurological thing. Your brain kind of becomes numb, numb to, to that. It, to that one level yeah, of satisfaction. And, and so, so it you, wants more excitement to right. get another cortisol rush. Yeah. Yeah. So guys, please, please, please take this seriously. Um, it will destroy you. It will own you. It will be your shackle. Mm -hmm. It will deprive you of proper relationships with women. It is selfishness. It is deep sin. And it is a devastating tool of the evil one. So a lot of guys, that's number one. Number two, a lot of guys were really fired up around the movie <clears throat> Sound of Freedom. Yeah. And we got hundreds and hundreds of calls of guys going, hey, can we help you guys in, in, in rescues? And I said, well, yes, absolutely. How are you with pornography? And they just went silent. And go, what do you mean? I said, Here, here's the deal. And I explained, and we have all the stats and all the research to show how men's involvement in social media with regard to porn is affecting lives. It, hurts kids. We have all the statistics, report after report. I said, are you clicking on porn? He said, I, you know, I'm not going to share that. I said, well, I'm going to tell you, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, here's what I need you to do to rescue kids. Can you give your phone tonight to your wife and let her look at anything on your phone? Could you turn your phone into a forensic examiner tonight mm. and it be clean and pure? He's going, well, no. And all these guys, right? No. I said, guys, here's what we can do to rescue kids. Each one of us. I mean, it's a challenge to me. Be willing to have a pure phone or a pure device every day, one day at a time, one hour at a time. If we as believers, as men who follow Jesus Christ, can literally do the battle, it's hard. I know it's hard. But if we can just one day at a time give our phones to our wives and go, baby, it's, it, it's yours. Take a peek. It's a pure phone. We can do that. We can begin to stem the tide. We can begin to dry up this You're industry. You're absolutely right. And, I, you know, Lori and I talk about this a lot. I told you we just celebrated 40 years and it hasn't been easy. And, you know, we, we both have acknowledged we're just two imperfect people who look to God and want, mm -hmm. we want to hold each other accountable. We want to walk in purity. Do we do it always? No, we fail. But one of the things that my wife 
knows that she can pick up my phone. She can look on my computer mm-hmm. on any device I have yeah. at any time. And there's no reason anybody who's a believer who's married should not, ha- he shouldn't have an off limits section for his wife. Nothing, nothing at all. Pure it, phone. Th- pure it's phone. it's pure, pure. That's, that is such yeah. a good word, Steve. And it, it is fleeting in, in the church today. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Why is it? It's because it is that area that guys, they feel so much shame. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I yeah. do want to say this, that there is nobody out there. I don't care how much you've been involved with it, that Jesus can't make a difference if you will Amen. let him. Yeah. You, yeah. you got to give it to him and release it to him. Yep. If, yep. As long as you try to do it on your own, you're not going to do it. Yeah. You've got to release it and you've got to receive what he offers. Amen. He wants you to be pure. He, does. he doesn't want you to keep struggling. And you know, there's a verse in first John, it says, if you practice this mm-hmm. practice, if you practice it, mm-hmm. then how can you call yourself a believer? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that, that is, doesn't mean that you don't fail, but when you fail, Who's holding you accountable? Who is it that's going to be out there? And I appreciate you being so bold because what you just did, not a lot of people are willing to do, Steve. It's necessary. And the third thing is, is exactly as you said, there is healing and there is hope and there is a way out. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the answer. He can be all sufficient in this area as well. Um, he intends for us to be free. I came to give you life and to give you abundantly. And we can retrain our brains. Yes. Whatever is pure, whatever is right, whatever is um, noteworthy. You know, whatever is admirable, consider these things. Neurological reprogramming, God wired it into us, yeah. you know, and it's all throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament. We can be set free as men, and he intends us to have that kind of freedom, that kind of power. Yeah, well, you know, as a firearms instructor, when people have a bad habit, you've got to repeat a good habit right. at least 20 to 30 yeah. times yeah. to start to erase the bad habit. Mm-hmm. What that means for you in a spiritual sense with pornography is put it away, put it away, put it away. Mm-hmm. And and every time it comes up, well, listen, we got to go to break on a half hour. Uh, we got the news, Steve Biondo uh, from the Tim Tebow foundation. We'll be back uh, more for them. Tim Tebow foundation.org. And you can find out about all the projects they are involved in night to shine the rising light Ridge. And um, do y'all have information on there about the child trafficking? Help? We do. Okay. Massive amounts of All right, So you can yeah. go there. A, yeah. We're going to be back with more. We still got another half hour, Steve. Fun. So, yeah. Hey, stay tuned to SWAT Radio. It's uh, Thursday, December 14th. We'll be right back with more of SWAT Radio. Happy Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Americans picked up their spending from October to November as the unofficial holiday season kicked off, underscoring that shoppers still have power to keep buying. Retail sales rose three-tenths percent in November from October when 
Sales were down a revised two-tenths percent, according to the Commerce Department. Economists were expecting a two-tenths percent drop for November. Excluding car and gas sales, sales were up six-tenths percent. President Biden is speaking out about the impeachment effort against him. White House correspondent Greg Cluxton with that report. After the Republican-led House authorized a formal impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden, the president issued a rare statement about the matter. He said instead of doing anything to help make Americans' lives better, Republicans are focused on attacking me with lies. The GOP investigation into Biden family business dealings has raised ethical questions, but so far no hard evidence of corruption. Greg Clugston, Washington. Also at SRNews.com, Russian President Vladimir Putin has said Russia is in dialogue with the U.S. on exchanging two jailed Americans, Paul Whelan and Evan Gershkovitz. Putin's remarks came at his end-of-year's news conference, in which he spoke about a recent offer the Biden administration made to secure the two men's release. The U.S. State Department reported it earlier this month and said Russia rejected it. At the news conference, Putin said... It's not that we refuse to return them. We don't refuse. We want to reach an agreement with the U.S., and these agreements must be mutually acceptable and must suit both parties. I'm Karen Chamas. Stocks are mixed. The Dow is ahead 56 points, but the Nasdaq, 30 points in the red. This is SRN News. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Hey, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International, and what a joy and comfort those words bring when we read those in our own Bible in the early part of John's Gospel. He tells us that God made good on His promise to give us Jesus, right, who's with us and He's for us. Oh, the joy to read that around our dinner tables and in front of our fireplaces around Christmas time. But to think there's Bibleist believers around the world who've been denied God's word, they've never been able to read the Christmas story for themselves. But oh, the joy of thinking of many Christmas. Christians who will have that privilege this year. Right now, Truth Radio and Bible League, we're teamed up to bless 1,200 Bibleist believers. You've done it for 900. We have 300 to go. You know what? $5 a Bible. Uh, if we could see 15 of you right now make a gift of 20 Bibles each, we would sing the Hallelujah Chorus and get these Bibles on their way this Christmas. Would you pray about it? And then by December 22nd, call 800-YES-WORD. That's 800-YES-WORD or give at ilovethetruth.com. Giving a Bible to somebody is the greatest gift you can give somebody in life. Landing Boulevard's heavy from Old Jennings Road to Kingsley Avenue. Heading out of downtown, 95 northbounds congested between 8th and MLK Parkway. The Arlington Expressway is slow in both directions from the Matthews Bridge to Arlington Road. Cloudy and windy tonight, middle 50s, a wet Friday in 63. With traffic and weather, I'm Tom Murphy. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Everywhere you go Take a look at the five and ten Glistening once again With candy canes and silver lanes aglow It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Toys in every store But the prettiest sight to see is the Well, I hope you like that deeply spiritual Christmas. Uh, <laughs> so we have a variety of Christmas songs just to uh, set time of year. Uh, Steve, I'm so glad you could join us today. Um, 
why uh, you're here. You know, my my wife was listening and she she actually sent in a text. I want to read it. I was going to just share it with you, but I thought it'd be helpful for people to hear it. Uh, and I want you to hear it just because it's kind of directed at you. The Tim Tebow Foundation helps the families of the vulnerable as much, if not more than the vulnerable themselves. Mm. We've been Okay, you almost got Terry. I'm going to get Terry. <laughs> We've been blessed through the foundation in several ways over the years, whether through Night to Shine, a shopping spree, a pep rally with the SEC, or the support of dreams come true in years past. We, the parents, are blessed beyond words to see our children loved and celebrated. <laughs> Sorry. If I can be a voice for parents, let me be that voice of overwhelming thanks to the Tim Tebow Foundation. Second, if a church wants to reach their community for Christ, build a place that welcomes and loves, a place that folds in special needs children. Families will come in droves because now they stay at home with children that have no place to go and grow. Everybody loses when we don't acknowledge this gift God's given the body. Thank you again for leading the way toward the blessing, the vulnerable, and bring to each of us as we serve them. Man, you see, I get wrecked, man. She wrecks me all the time with that stuff. Good gal. Yeah, but thank you. I mean, really, thank you. We've been the benefactors of it. And I, I, I know she's speaking for a lot of families out there. I know you guys see, you see letters and you see stuff, but when you see it up close and personal, when you get to experience that, like we, we were at that SEC thing with Tim and he <laughs> loved on our daughter and, you know, just he, he, he could be doing a lot of other things with his life and he has chosen. And, you know, I, I've had the privilege of going overseas with his dad and known his dad a long time. And, yeah. you know, it's just good to see that football didn't ruin him. Yeah. The way it does a lot of guys, unfortunately. He he stayed true to the calling that God placed on his heart to serve the most vulnerable. I I love hearing Tim speak, and he is one of the best on the planet. He's anointed, so I I don't say that much. (laughs) But he's he's anointed. The Holy Spirit, the work that he does in preparation, you know, I don't know if people know this, and it's not a secret. It's a good thing. But Tim has a Mm full-time theologian who helps him study. Oh, really? Yeah. So, you know, full-time, wonderful, wonderful young man working, almost finishing his Ph.D., super, super godly young man, just got married a week ago. But uh, that's how serious Tim is about making sure that he presents truth, that he's accurate, mm. that he's holding up God's word, that he's not only giving a reason for the hope that he has, but he's doing it with exegesis accuracy, you know, because God word, God's word deserves that kind of quality and, and care. So, But, no, it's our privilege. Um, grateful to, to, to be a part of what God's doing. You know, and one of the challenges that I would throw out to if there's pastors or elders or deacons on this call, you know, there are 16% of the world's population, one six, 16% of the world's population has a bona fide disability. Mm. If you want to grow your churches by roughly 15 or 16%, start serving the, the families who have people in them with special needs. They will, like your wife said, they will come in droves. We, we've done surveys, and again, we've read additional research, 90% of the families in the United States will tell you that they are not being served. So mm-hmm. 90% of the families who have people with special needs will tell you they are not being served by a local church. Mm-hmm. 90% of churches will tell you they think they are serving <laughs> yeah. families with special needs. So there's a real, real gap. And I'm going with the families on this one. 
Hmm. Um, and I think if I could call pastors to enjoy the privilege of serving these families, it will transform your church. Mm-hmm. There are testimonies all over the, the United States where they started with one night to shine and it broke their hearts. It inspired uh, volunteerism. It brought in more people um, who had, they did not know were in their community. They reinvented their church, mm-hmm. their, their uh, outreach to people who care about people with special needs, law enforcement, firefighters, just everything expanded. They had to tear down their old building, build a new building. One of these stories is right out of Tampa, Florida, mm-hmm. of a church that committed through this experience to serving this community. And now they are on a major campus and have done major growth campaigns because of that one Christ-exalting decision. Mm. Well, I love, you know, you, you guys have a, um, one of your links on your website is non-negotiables. Yeah. And I love that. And the first thing, obviously, is that we're believers. Believer. We're believers. And you and I were talking about another group that does something similar to one of the missions you guys are on, and they're not. <laughs> they're, they're, that's not their focus. Not what they do, yeah. And, you know, talk a little bit about that, about you were talking about Tim's commitment to um, excellence, and, mm-hmm. and, I, and when I, not just Tim, but the Tim Tebow Foundation, what you guys are doing. How important is it that God gets the glory for everything that goes on at your organization? <laughs> It is all that we have in us to proclaim that he is the hero of every story. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's nonstop. Mm-hmm. There's no man, no woman in our organization that deserves credit nor wants it. And we continually want to simply reflect what he's called us to do. So it's important that everybody that works for TTF knows that it's a calling, not a job, mm-hmm. not a career, it's a calling. That way we're really clear mm-hmm. on who's in charge. Mm-hmm. And so we just give glory to the sovereign God. But we never want to lose his favor either. We mm-hmm. do believe that every decision that we make, we pray over, it's done in unity. There's no uh, there's no benevolent dictator that gets to make a decision at TTF. Mm-hmm. We know that the church is made aware of the leading of the Holy Spirit through unity. And so we operate just like that. We have a collective team of leaders, and we make decisions together 100% unity. If we don't have unity, we just pray harder, we talk more, we debate, we get more research, we wait. We wait on the Lord. So um, that is how we know that God's in it. And we can then ne- therefore never take any credit for anything. Mm-hmm. We just keep being faithful to that, which he puts in front of us. We see them, we run to them, we close the gap between us and the most vulnerable. And then we go with the gospel and we go with help, healing and hope. Mm-hmm. And that is Jesus. That person, hope has a name. Yeah, that's great. Well, um, one of the things you, you say, everyone's an image bearer yes, and that's the second. Yeah. And you've got on there about, I didn't even know y'all did this about the foundation has an adoption aid program. Oh, yeah, yeah. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So we help um, from, from across the globe, uh, bringing children with special needs into forever families here in the United States. So I think we just went over 300 adoptions that we've supported. Wow. And when you're um, a part of the TTF adoption program, you get to never leave. You can't check out. Um, it's kind of like the Roach Motel. It's a Hotel California, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you can, once you're in, you're in your family. So we care for those families. We stay connected. We pray over them. We're involved in the, the lives of their children as they grow. We will do special things at certain times. Sometimes a child may need an expensive surgery after being here in country or in that family for a year or two. And uh, we've had several examples where we will help that family with those additional costs. But yeah, so we are, we care deeply about adoption. Is Um, that something that like, let's say there's somebody listening out there and they say, you know, I know about this very severely disabled child, mm -hmm. like in Africa, 
that we heard about we want to adopt but we don't have the funds can they apply or mm-hmm. is it only internal like no that? no they can apply yeah right on the website okay yeah, yep yep so that's good to know yeah it's a hard adoption right it's it's challenging enough to adopt but then to adopt a child with special needs is uh-huh. a, a whole nother level but you know they are, there are many many people called to that we're grateful for that so we know many of them and then we have two partners that help us execute those adoptions we work with show hope out of Nashville. Yeah. Stephen yeah. Curtis they, they, Chatham, they, yeah. well, you know, Stephen helped us with our uh, two, uh, so I think four of our adoptions, him and Mary Beth there. They're great, aren't they? <laughs> they are. And then Life Song for Orphans is another big partner of ours. Okay. Uh, so they help us do the admin side and uh, help connect families to children around the world who have special needs. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, the, the, yeah. the third thing on that, uh, that link is we're on a rescue mission. Powerful, and, powerful and, world words. And, and we, if you're a believer, you're on a rescue mission. It's urgent. Yeah, it, it, this is not something. There are no spectator believers in the world, right? No. no I no, mean, we're no. all called yeah. to be on a rescue mission. Jesus came on a rescue mission, and He saved you to be on a rescue mission. You're on the rescue team. Yeah, yeah. You accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. Scripture is clear. I, when you are saved, you are gifted. Mm-hmm. You are given work to do. You are on the rescue team. You know, a lot of it's sharing the gospel, creating other disciples, sharing your story. But there's so many other things that we do as a member of the rescue team. Pay attention to your neighbors, serving your family differently. Mm -hmm. But it changes everything about going forward. You know, we talk about it as the Christian worldview. But once you enter into the family Mm -hmm. of the rescuer, you are on his team Mm -hmm. and he has work for us that he's ordained for us to do. And he's equipped us to do it. Yeah, he has. He's equipped us. And I love what you say it there and there. If we don't act, who will? Mm -hmm. It's not the preacher's job, the pastor's job alone. Mm-hmm. We are all part of it. Well, we the hard go, part of, you'll yeah, get a good break. No, no, yeah, but yeah, go ahead and say well, this. It's just the hard part is that in, in America, we are so comfortable. And so we, as the church church have to fight against fear, comfort, safety, and self-indulgence. We let those things drive our decision-making rather than the fact that we are on a rescue team. Yeah. And there's no rescue team that waits around for six months or seven. That's not a rescue. No, that's just, well, I don't know what it is, No, but, but yeah. a real rescue is let's make an assessment, move quickly, and let's get to them. And there's no no worry about comfort. No comfort. No, no worry about comfort for people that are on a rescue mission. No. In the Marine Corps, they didn't they didn't say, okay, we want to make sure you guys are comfortable. No. no. You, you send, yeah. you go out to do the mission, right? That's right. We're in scripture. Hey, where are you going to find that word? Go do the comfortable things. Not there. Yeah. When we come back for our last segment, we're going to talk about... Um, I don't know, whatever else we haven't talked about. Uh, Steve Biondo's here from the Tim Tebow Foundation. Love having Steve in the studio. To find out more, go to timtebowfoundation.org. We'll be right back after our last break. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. 
We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, serving Anastasia Island at Radio, Doug McCary with uh, my friend Steve Biondo from the Tim Tebow Foundation. Um, we Before we went to break, we were um, going through the non-negotiables of the Tim Tebow Foundation. I think it's important for people to hear these because when you talk about non-negotiables, this is what you're saying. These are the things that we don't compromise on. And I love that. The first is we're believers. Second, everybody is an image bearer. Third, we're on a rescue mission. Fourth, there's power in coming together. Mm. This has been the Achilles heel of the church, at least in America. This coming together is a lot of times there's political division. People go, well, who's going to get the credit? Who's going to get the glory? When you don't care about those things, all you want to do is see people rescued. That I mean, that that is such a game changer, isn't it, Steve? Oh, man, I tell you, uh, we could go on for another hour <laughs> just about this particular topic, but it's always about the mission. It's always about the mission. And, you know, we have missions big missions, right? Love God, love people, put the interests of others ahead of our own. Remember that one, right? Yeah. Cause that'll get you through anything. Chaos, corruption, unhappiness, challenges, that mission reigns supreme, right? If the chaos in our life erupts, it doesn't matter. Same mission, love God, love people, put the interests of others ahead of our own. Okay. You know, here COVID showed up, right? Did it change our mission? No, no, not at all. Nope. But then we all have these unique missions like TTF has this mission to bring faith, hope, and love to, to those needing a brighter day in their darkest hour of need. It's always about the mission. Not that it's not that my people and my team, all of our partners are not important. They are. Jesus died for them. It's still just about that mission. That's how we get unified. That's how we put pride to death. That's how we get um, lined up and everybody standing on the line doing great work for the sake of that particular mission. And there are nested missions, right? We have, you know, four big areas, anti-human trafficking, orphan care, special needs, unique missions in those areas. And then different missions, nested missions in different parts of the world. You know, in Guatemala right now, we're building a brand new school to serve families with special needs. It'll be a flagship school in Guatemala City where we can train the other Central American nations mm-hmm. on how to do this in their countries. Unique mission, but it's always going to be about that mission. And that's just, you know, I, Lou Holtz taught it best. Win. What's important now? That's how yeah. we, we stay on mission, how we stay mission-centered. You know, there's a mission when I go home tonight, right? What's my mission when I walk into the house? Honor my wife. 
Mm. Welcome her as she welcomes me. Focus on her, not on more texts coming in, right? Yeah. So if we live with that kind of what's important now mentality, we will stay on mission. We won't care about credit, and we'll just do the work that Jesus called us to. I love that acronym. Of course, being a Marine, I love acronyms anyway. Yeah. You know, you get yeah. the military guys. We like that. But but really, that was one of the most frustrating things about leaving uh, the Bureau and, and the SWAT team is in, when I was on the SWAT team, or even when I was in the Marine Corps, mission drove everything. Oh, powerful. Mission drives. Mm-hmm. But when I got into ministry, I started realizing, wait a minute, the Bible says this. Why are we not doing this? This is not, well, this, we can't do this because this. And it was always the mission wasn't the driving point. Mm-hmm. It was personalities or politics yeah. or other things. And so I love that, uh, that, that you guys say the mission drives. And, and it's, then, it's probably one of my most important jobs as the, as the leader of the team um, is to keep the organization, our mm-hmm. team on mission. And it's a constant process of reminding and teaching and devotion. You know, you just can't say we're going to do this thing and you're done. You got to continue to prune. You got to continue to weed the garden. You got to continue to, because the law of entropy, right? Things yeah. go from order to disorder. Yeah. And so as an executive, as a leader, I have the privilege of keeping the team lined up on mission. The other thing that's weird is a lot of people want to invite us into their mission. And I love that, but they try to get us to leave our mission to join their mission. That's not, I mean, we respect what they're doing. We just can't do that. No. You know, God's called us to this unique mission. Yeah. And so that's always a hard thing as a leader to be able, I love what you're doing. I honor that. I respect that. But I do have to say no for the sake of our mission. Well, God told me you're, you, that we should be working with you. Well, well, we didn't get that memo yeah. yet. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll stand true. by. But, well, but when, when a lot of times when you are seeing success in the eyes of the world, mm-hmm. and you and I both know success in the eyes of the world Wait means it. nothing <laughs> than success with God, right? Uh, um, but, but when you seem successful in the eyes of the world, people want to try to tap into that for their vision, whatever that is. And I I see that too. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love what you said about don't forget, which was your last Mm. non-negotiable is don't forget the moment God changed your life. Don't forget the moment he called you Mm -hmm. to be part of whatever it is Mm -hmm. uh, that you're doing and that you have a role to play. So many people that live in our country don't think they have a role to play in rescuing other people. They do. Massive role. It, it, everybody who's a believer mm. was redeemed to be deployed. Mm-hmm. Nobody was redeemed to sit in the in back in what I call the the barracks area. They everybody was redeemed mm-hmm. to be deployed. Absolutely. Everybody's front lines. Everybody's front lines. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I love that. You guys are are all about that. Well you and I were talking in the break. You were telling me about a rescue team. Yeah. yeah kind of share with our listeners about that. Yeah, if you quick. guys are interested in getting a little closer to TTF, kind of coming on the inside, on our website, there's a place where you can join the rescue team. And the rescue team has three elements to it. One, there's prayer warriors, people who come alongside, and we publish prayer requests around all the stuff that we're doing across the globe, the mission that we're on, and the needs that we have. And that's we need it. Mm-hmm. Prayer is our first offense, and it's our greatest defense. We need it. We are at war. Um, you can get educated we, so we can download to you on a regular basis information about human trafficking, about progress that's being made in different parts of the world, the stuff that's going on here in the United States on how you can fight, how you can do things peer to peer. And then the third is you can give. And we love these kind of givers. These are what we call recurring givers. They give five bucks, 10 bucks, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, a hundred bucks a month. That kind of fuel is literally the backbone of what TTF is all about because 
you can be really good at a lot of things, but you may not be an operator that we could put in the front line in the field in Benin, Africa, you know? But you could be really good at making money. I want to money. sign up for that. Yeah, you'd be good at that. You'd be good at that. <laughs> I want to sign but up. But there for are those that. who are just really good at being an executive, being an entrepreneur, being a teacher, being a fireman, being a policeman. Be that. Be excellent. You know, be elite in what you do. And then if you make a little extra cash, that kind of fuel is the backbone of how TTF functions. We put 100% of what people give us into motion. Uh, all of our admin salaries, you know, batteries, desks, that's all covered by. Uh, three unique donors, Tim being one of them. So all the admins. So, so listen, there. I want to, I want to, I want to endorse that for you guys. Cause we do that with our ministry about some things we do in India and mm -hmm. some other areas. Mm -hmm. What he's saying is 100% is what I'm hearing. That's I just it. want to clarify yeah. 100% of what you give as a defender on that uh, team, the team $10 a month, $50 a month, $100 a month, $5 a month, 100% goes toward the trafficking. Yep, yep. And in we, the name of Jesus, in the by name the way. Of Jesus, yeah, it all goes with faith, right? First, first non-negotiable, we're yeah, believers. And, yeah. and we deploy the dollars quickly because God has given us a, an inspired, holy discipleship model of ministry. So we have 26 global partners, and all of them are committed to growing in Jesus' name. So as we get dollars, we're able to expand. We have our own ministries, right? Her song here in Jacksonville, uh, Rising Light Ridge, Tebow Down, Guatemala. It goes on. We've got all of these ministries that are us, that we own, that we run. Um, but we also have these partners that we are strategies, strategic partners with or joint operating agreements with or building things with. All of them are partners because they love Jesus and they are capable of growing. So we can put all that money into motion. Any one of those 26 at any point in time can add a school, a campus, a safe house, you know, another hospital, another clinic, another event. So um, that is the secret sauce, if you will, or the strength of TTF is that we can grow anywhere that our partners are. Now, not all can grow at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. But we will have 12, 13, 14 ready to grow this year. And as we get new resources, we put it into, the, into motion right away because we're on a rescue mission. We got to go fast. Um, and so we've got this beautiful discipleship of ministry model or the discipleship of rescue model hub and spoke logistics that we're working around the world so we can put dollars into motion fast for the sake of the kingdom. That's awesome. Well, again, if you want to know more about the being part of the team, like, a, uh, like a, he's shared, you can be an advocate, you can be a prayer warrior, you can be a defender. You got it. And the prayer warriors, I, I can just tell you from being in ministry 30 years, those are the backbone, oh, we need the them. prayer warriors, the people that are praying mm -hmm. uh, daily. And, and he, as uh, Steve shared, you get updates on what's going on. I'm assuming that they specific prayer requests. Oh right? yeah. Yeah. They're all specific. I mean, and we see the prayer I'll take a short story. Um, so we, we're doing something around a thing called unknown victims. These are kids who are being abused online, some part of the world. So the evil is being seen and it's being sold, mm -hmm. but nobody knows their name and nobody knows where they're at and nobody's going for them. They're unknown. So we've initiated through dollars provided by the rescue team, uh, an effort with Homeland Security, Interpol, Europol, and, and competent law enforcement from 15 nations. Now it'll be soon to be 30. And we ha have developed a partnership. There's probably when we come together for the first time in history, we're going after these unknown. Again, law enforcement's so good. Now we brought them together and we're helping that initiative. They're doing the work, but we're helping fuel kind of the capacity growing across the United States, or the globe, excuse me. But anyway, here's how we know prayer works. Because at an operation for the first time of its kind in July, we rescued unknown kids, 311, in this 
prototype environment. Wow. And 15 nations brought in law enforcement to learn these techniques. And now they're back in those 15 countries duplicating the effort. We're so gonna, you're not only rescuing, you're training others. training others. See, Everything which we is, do is that, catalytic. That's, yeah. See, that's the whole, that, that's discipleship. That's, really. disciple, that's mean, the discipleship. Yeah. Model. We want to train more than we want to do the front door yeah. stuff. And we want local law enforcement to do the front door stuff. We want them to take 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 the lead and become those heroes, become those sustainable resources in that country to continue to grow and grow and grow. And so we do a lot of training and a lot of support so that they can become the catalyst for change in their nation. Well, I don't know how you had time to come in here today, but I'm very glad you did. Uh, (laughs) did. I've been on you a while. I mean, I have been calling you, uh, but I I always am energized by just having you around to talk to you about what y'all are doing. Um, Let the people and the board know we were praying for you guys and are so grateful uh, again, if you're listening, go to timtebowfoundation.org, click on join a team and be a prayer warrior, be a defender, be an advocate. And, um, Steve, I hope you and your bride have a great Christmas celebration and 